So, so I thought you don't go on TikTok. I don't. Well, why do you know that dumb ways to die thing? <laughs> stupid videos, dude, where people do stupid shit and they look like they died. And sometimes oh, it's, they have. that's all over TikTok, too. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown. His name is Michael Sipes. My name is Jeremy Brown at Dynasty Madman. And his name is Shane Manila. <laughs> and Shane Manila. I'm blowing up on Spoutable. If you haven't followed me <laughs> oh on Spoutable God. yet. Well, that sounds sure. appropriate, blowing up make, on Spoutable. That's like yeah, make sure perfect. you follow me on Spoutable. Um, definitely picking up more social uh, media impact uh, there than I did on uh, Mastodon. Mastodon <laughs> didn't work out for me, but Spoutable. <laughs> it's like a, Mastodon's a dinosaur, bro. Yeah, I'm crushing it on, on Spoutable. <laughs> so check me out on Spoutable, baby. <laughs> hey, that reminds me. Jeremy didn't say thank you for having me. Um <clears throat> Hey. Oh, I, I thought I was a permanent member of the show now. <laughs> yeah, but it's been funny. You've been saying it so much lately. Um, hey, thanks for having me. You know what? We are inside two weeks till the Thank NFL God. draft. Uh, it's two weeks from last night. <laughs> Jeremy, yes, we're, we're doing a podcast, so like when you do fist up and all that stuff with no sound, nobody knows what you're doing. I don't want to so. cut you off, man, but yes, <laughs> finally and, here. What did you say, Shane, when I said within two weeks? Thank God. I'm ready for the draft. Why do you say about, it like that? Because I just, you know, you start talking about rookies earlier and earlier. In the 23 class, we were talking about this way back in like 20, end of 2021. Shane podcasts every night, dude. You talk well, about the that. longest foreplay ever and then finally yeah. the NFL draft. I mean, I finally you know. get to stick it in. <laughs> oh my god no i know why you said it i asked you why just so you could tell the audience because i agree we spend all this time talking about all this crap but until they actually get drafted a big majority of all the talk that's been done is really kind of meaningless well that's incorrect but okay <laughs> I, I, why why, why is that incorrect because for the most part we get the players right that are going to go you know, that are going to be drafted uh, early. Once in a while, we have an outlier. Like, we all got hot and bothered over Malik Willis last year. And then he just, well, just he craters. <laughs> but part of that reason I was listening, what was I listening to? The same thing I listened to, NFL podcast. And they're saying part of the reason is, you know, Malik Willis decided not to test at the combine last year for some reason. Because I think he just, you know, he went to the combine and was like, oh, well, it's just known that I'm a physical freak. Uh, Anthony Richardson went to the combine this year and was like, it's known I'm a physical freak, but I'm going to show them. But no, I, I, I think this, this draft stuff, I definitely think it's a, uh, good to talk about beforehand. I think it's good to have a working knowledge of the players before that build up some strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I wasn't saying that it's meaningless talk. What I meant when I said that was that once the draft happens, some of these people that we're all hot and bothered with either don't get drafted or get drafted to a bad spot or, or is behind two or three other players. And then it ends up dropping down people's boards when we have these rookie drafts later. So I, when I was saying the majority, you just said we get a lot of the top players right. Okay, so maybe the top players, but a lot of us have rookie drafts that are three, four, five, six rounds. You don't know all those players. Why it's are you shaking your head no? No, no, no. First of all, a couple things. There is absolutely no 
fucking reason for a fifth or sixth round of drafts. Yeah, but there's you can, just, but no. there, but there's leagues that have them. So I, I know, you may I know, say there's no reason. No, no, but no, no. I'm t- I know, and I understand that. Outside of IDP leagues or Debbie right, leagues, right. you don't need six rounds. Yeah. Come I'm on. in, and I'm in leagues that have it, and I think it's stupid. Um, cause yeah, I'm drafting guys in the fifth and sixth rounds that I've never heard of. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, <laughs> I like, you know, they all say free agent, but uh-huh. I have to make sure it's a rookie free agent versus just some yeah. random, random. They're ass free literally undrafted free agents in the sixth yeah. round. Like, like the NFL didn't even draft. No them. reason guys. to do that. I, you know, just as an aside, I think it's bad for your waiver wire to, to throw, to, to have fifth and sixth round, uh, in your rookie draft. I actually think, and I, I've been saying this for the last year, I think most leagues should get rid of their fourth rounds and just make their rookie uh, rookie drafts three rounds. At least so the waiver wire will have some meat to it, even though they're not like the most uh, prestigious players in those rounds. But every once in a while, you know, there's someone that can pop out of the fourth or You're whatever. Talking crazy, man. I, I just think, I look, if you want to do four rounds, fine. You're a traditionalist. You want to go four <laughs> rounds. When I first started, when I was a kid, and we were playing Dynasty Fantasy Football, we had four rounds like normals. And then at some point over the last couple of years, people added fifth rounds. And then people started adding six rounds. Like, this isn't the FFP. Yeah, we, we need it. to keep it at like 48 picks. So that means that means if you're in a 14-teamer, you go – 48 picks, you're, you're not even going four rounds. And in a 16-teamer, instead of having five or six, which is even more meaningless than in a 12-team league, in a 16-teamer, you may as well, yeah, you definitely have to end after three rounds. But like uh, 48 I, picks, man, that's that's like the, the most you could ever do, I think. And, the, in a and this, is, this is not a shot at the tape grinder bros or yeah. broettes, but like those people that are like, oh, no, 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 there's still people I like in the fifth round. Go for yourself there's no one you like in the fifth round no they probably Stop do it. but they don't matter like they're Stop. not well, gonna okay. do anything but so that, that's a more important that's a more important part of the statement is they do not matter if you're drafting them in the fifth round of rookie drafts of our rookie drafts you know how low they, they yeah they, they are not even udfas 60 players like in <laughs> they're udfas that didn't even get signed like after the draft they're literally just floating around on the street. Like, you know, they don't have jobs at all. And you're just like, all right, I'm going to Yeah, the hit rate is so minimal. Like, but, it's yeah. one one every once in a while. You just happen to get lucky. And that kind of uh, goes back to what I was saying when I'm talking about right now. Like, you just said, well, there's guys that they say they still like. Right now, there's a lot of guys that people like. But until we know where they're getting drafted, some of those guys who you might think is a fifth-round person right now, if they get drafted higher, some people take them. I know, Shane, that we've had this debate over the years. Who was it? Was it, um, geez, the guy with the three letters, uh, CEH. Remember? No, 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 the running back. You remember? Remember when you took him? We, when we did the pre-draft thing, uh, you took him a little bit higher than other people, and everybody was like making all these cracks. But then he ended up being the first running back to be taken, and all of a sudden yeah. he jumped up everybody's boards. However, you even said at the time, just because he was taken that high doesn't mean he's the best one out there. But a lot of people fall for that, anyways, depending on and where then, they get drafted, you know. And then he most certainly wasn't. And but, you know, he most certainly wasn't. Was right. Yeah. That that's one of those. It, it um that that reinforced a valuable life lesson, right? That just just because the landing spot is good doesn't make the player any better. Now, right. landing spot. You should use the landing spot as a tiebreaker between two even players. But what we did in that year, not I, I include me in that, is we went. 
hey, you remember this Jonathan Taylor guy that's just generational? I think instead I'm going to go ahead and take this dude CEH because <laughs> oh, his spot dude. was better. And it was like, mm, that's not what you want to do there. Like, it'd be different if it was like, say, J.K. Dobbins uh, went to, to Kansas City. Then I could go, you know what? He's in that realm of JT. That would have made sense for him. Or even DeAndre Swift back then before yeah. we knew what we know now that he's fragile and all that. CEH was definitely the fifth running back of that class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. he was exactly where we had him ranked when we talked about it yeah. before the NFL draft. That's exactly where that dude was. And there, yeah. there was one other one. Who was the running back that that year? He was like the number one overall in a bunch of drafts. Oh my gosh, I can't think of his name right now. But I remember in the in the draft that I was in, he was taken, and then I think I took uh, Mike Evans and Sammy Watkins right after him because the guy took the running back with the number one overall pick. I can't remember who that was. Uh, I'll remember yeah. while we go on through the show. But either way, so listen, speaking of draft and speaking of knowing things before the real NFL draft happens, we're in a draft right now with the D- in the DFB that is doing a draft pre- NFL draft. Which, and again, in case you haven't heard uh, my rant on this, and this is the third draft that I'm in. I'm in another one right oh, now. Oh, God. You're in three of these? Well, this one. <laughs> no wonder you hate them. Uh, Ming <laughs> Dynasty and back in the USSR kicked off today. I had the 101, and I, uh, I got myself a little Bijan Robinson. Oh, that's good. But um, can't go wrong with that. I just need you to understand again. If you are having rookie drafts before the NFL draft, you're just doing it to show off how big your dick or your vagina <laughs> is. That's all it's for. It's just to be like you. you now is a big. big. Never mind. Oh uh, well, we're yeah. back to the landing thing again. Who's this? I'll figure uh, it out. Running back. Go ahead. I, I don't know. I don't oh, know. from Washington. Uh, I can't remember purple. his name. Whatever. So, right, yes, anyway, I agree yeah. with what you're saying. I hate it. I don't like that we do it ahead of time, but it doesn't matter because we have to. So we are currently in that draft, and we've had one pick so far, at which we were in the – we had the eighth pick in the first round, and now we're in the second round. And about maybe two hours prior to the show, we were on the clock. And one of the things you guys said you wanted to do is let's wait till we do the show so we can discuss it. We were already going to discuss rookies since we're two weeks out from the NFL draft and we haven't really spent too much time on who some of our favorites are. We were going to do that anyways, but we decided to combine it with the fact that we're on the clock at the 208. So on the clock, baby. Before talking about the 208, I know you two wanted to talk a little bit about what's happened so far in the first round. And what we ended up doing at the 108. So go ahead. I know, Shane, you said you had some thoughts on what's happened prior to or before our pick. And then once we did our pick. So I, I just want to say this um, in case it gets out there. Um, look, if anyone's been paying attention to me, they know that uh, I have not liked Will Levy's. <laughs> uh, well, Levi's blue jean committee. Oh, no. I think not Wranglers, Levi's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. Levi's. I haven't. I haven't been a fan of him so much so that I refuse to understand his name correctly. <laughs> um, but, but in a superflex league, you got to take you know the value that 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 that's staring you in the face. And at the one hundred and eight, uh, Will Levis was available. Um. We had no other choice. Yeah, it was unanimous. The three of us, we all wanted Levis at that point. We were duty-bound, and by law, almost, 
forced to take Will Levis. Um, and, and here's the thing. So I'll just blame it on YouTube. Even if I would have said someone else, you guys would have said to go to Will Levis. But you know what? You would have been right. We did. I think you – I mean, you named a few players, but maybe you didn't realize Levis. Oh, I didn't realize he was still on the board. Yeah, you were like yeah. Charbonnet and these mm-hmm. other guys. And then you are like, oh, shit, we have to go with Levis. And that was like yeah. what I was, exactly what I was thinking. And then Mike concurred with us. Well, and I think I think, look, part of the reason is, like we said before – this is a pre-NFL draft, and this is a super flex league that's a very highly competitive league. There's, there's a lot of big-name people in this league, you know, Matthew Barry, Bob Harris, a bunch of other guys. And we wanted to make sure that if we're going to make a pick, that it would mean something. And at 108, like you said, whether you like him or not in a super flex, especially in this league, we wanted to take a shot on a potential quarterback that can help our team as opposed to maybe a running back or wide receiver that may or may not help our roster. And like Shane said, even when we discussed it in the group chat, Shane said, worst case scenario, it gives us trade bait and a quarterback that we could trade away. Like we just did like two weeks ago where we traded some of our extra quarterbacks already. Yeah. There was no other player at that point that would get us to that height of that deal. Probably. I mean, maybe one of these players ends up being great and looking back, you're like, wow, if we had drafted him at 108, we, you know, we could have turned that into something, but we just, we don't know, but we have a quarterback. So process wise, I mean, I wanted a quarterback at that point. We, we could use one. I mean, I I wanted to get a rookie. He was still there. And I mean, honestly, in the, he could go in the first round of the NFL draft. We don't know that yet. I mean, there are teams that like him. There's a, there are things to like. I don't think it's a bad pick no matter what happens during the NFL draft. Based on what we know in this draft going into R108, I felt like that, like Shane said, kind of this is the, this is the pick we have to make. Yeah, and I think and, and the players I was looking at, because, again, I expected him to be off the board. I didn't even look because I knew we, we weren't moving up. Like, one, we don't have a yeah. specific need to, and we don't have yeah. the, quite the pieces that to, to move around like that. Um, we do have two future first. Thank you very much. Um, Justin <laughs> uh, yeah. Jefferson and we'll keep Jalen Waddle. But Justin Fields and uh, just this team is sexy. Um, hopefully there's uh, a <laughs> yeah, a lot of youth too. Yeah. Justin A. Bear. I mean, look, just some of the, the the best players in the league. But anyway, so I wasn't really paying attention to the draft board. So I assumed that Levis would have gone off the board in a super flex before 108. But yeah, another guy I was thinking, I was like, oh, well, maybe Zay Flowers. So it was Zay Flowers and Zach Charbonnet were the two guys that I went, oh, well, that's that's who we should draft. Um, but then, uh, but then, yeah, you guys said, hey, Will Levis is there. And I said, all right, we got to take him. And like you said, the important thing about that is it's the process. Everyone that drafted Justin Jefferson at, or a quarterback before Justin Jefferson, the year he came out when he went 111 in ADP. I'm sure everybody goes, ooh, I should have drafted Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but yeah, you didn't but know. Nobody you didn't know. But you, you that would have been process. bad thinking, yeah. Right, and that's the point. You look back at all the other years where you let all those other run- wide receivers go. And by the way, I figured it out. It was Bishop Sankey. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, that, yeah, that, Washington running back. Yeah, it was Bishop was Sankey awful. because cause that year I had the 102 and the 103, and the guy took Bishop Sankey with the 101, and I took so uh, I had I got Mike Evans and Sammy Watkins that year at 102, 103. But um, I, I've always thought about Sammy that. Sammy Watkins is almost like the wide receiver of uh, Yeah, Sankey, I know. Not the, quite. The Sammy thing didn't work quite work out, but Mike worked out good saying? for me. But yeah, uh, yeah. but that's always that's the, the running back I always think of, like Bishop Sankey, like so many people took him so high and he was such a bust but and yeah so in the dfb you guys saw of with no surprise at all we waited for a while but then boom according to plan almost as if we all called it in our sleep b john robinson went number one no but surprise, see, that's right? another thing is that what should happen in a super flex draft because he's i mean process wise that's the best running back we've ever seen like why is he going before any of the quarterbacks, even though this is before the NFL draft. I mean, after the NFL draft, even if he goes in the first round, you know, to a team and it's really, we're all positive that it's a great landing spot. Wouldn't it still be better to go with who might be the first or even second best or top drafted quarterbacks in the NFL over that running back? It, it, wouldn't that be the way Possibly, to handle it? But I, I don't think have definitely. That, I don't have the nutsack to do that. But, Last week we did our show and we had a lot of technical difficulties, so we had to make it a Patreon only and we didn't get to put it out to the iTunes world. But that was a discussion that we had last week. Jeremy was explaining how he thought in a Superflex that that should be the 101. And Shane, you gave your thoughts last week about it, but everybody didn't get to hear it. So what? What are when you just said you don't have the, the nutsack to do it or whatever, I mean, I still think it would really still have to do with the team. If the team's at 101 and doesn't even have a quarterback, I don't think there's any choice. You have to. But I, I understand what you were saying last week, Shane. So tell everybody now what you how your answer was last I week. I don't remember what it was. That's, well, your answer would still be the same regardless of what you said last week. I don't week. remember what we talked about. I, I'm assuming it was something if this was next year and it was Caleb Williams or Drake May, I would take those guys over Bijan. Bijan, excuse me. But and, and I don't want to call them questions, but there's enough like not doubt. That's not the word I'm looking for. But like, I don't know that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are strong enough prospects for me to draft over Bijan, who will be an elite running back. Now, he he. The way I look at Bijan is he's a running back that should be putting up 25 points a game, and that's better than most QB ones. Um, now, will he hit that ceiling? I don't know. But uh, you know, just as I don't know if Bryce Young or CJ Stroud is going to hit that ceiling. And, yeah, we're not scouts. We don't know. We don't know that Drake May will even be as good as Will Levy's. We think so. I have him on Debbie teams. He's a guy I've drafted um, since he was, you know, first available. And, and I took a shot on him because of how he was scouted. Nobody really knew. It was just a, I mean, honestly, I just, it, I took a flyer, right? And I, I went after him in multiple leagues. And now he's somebody that's being talked about. Thank God, because it's so hard to um, <laughs> get quarterbacks in Debbie leagues that amount to anything in the NFL. And sometimes you get lucky by just at the end of a draft, like, hey, I'm going to take this Mitchell Trubisky guy, and it works out for one year in the NFL. I mean, you just it's it's tough to do that in Debbie, and it's tough to project any of those guys being pros, let alone saying. But I'm just saying we almost start to sound like scouts, and we kind of get in a corner, and and this is our guy. And and if you think about it, what if B. John Robinson isn't? this elite running back and he's just what if Good. okay what if he's just Jonathan Taylor 
is it still better to pick him over the number one overall quarterback in a super flex draft when quarterbacks are, you know, uh, if, the quarterback, if the quarterback turns into Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, and uh, that <laughs> Malik class, <Willis>? yes. <laughs> yeah, Malik Willis, yes. <laughs> I mean, look, at the 101, uh, and, uh, there's teams that just aren't built and, and might get it perfectly. Just teams that aren't ready for Bijan. Like, right. you don't have a quarterback. You probably shouldn't be drafting Bijan, especially in a super flex, right? If you don't have at least two significant starters, you probably shouldn't be drafting Bijan. I say that as someone that just drafted um, Bijan Robinson at 101, and my starting quarterbacks are Trevor Lawrence. That's awesome, and then um, Andy Dalton. So, well, as a guy who trades a lot and moves around a lot, though, Shane, if you had that's true, if you had the 101, if you had the 101, and you did not need a quarterback. Um, and you know what people are willing to trade to get the 101 to either get B. John Robinson or a quarterback like C.J. Stroud or, or you know Anthony Richardson or whatever, wouldn't you move back to get a pick, say, next year, like a first next year and some capital now, maybe another, maybe late in the first if, this year, a first next year, and and kind of load your team up when you don't need the quarterback instead of putting going kind of taking what could be Building and and going on that running back at 101 because that's what, kind of what you did, right? You went, you went yeah. in on that running back at 101. Yeah, and then take but, any And here's the thing: looking at my quarterback room, it's like the ghost of Christmas past. Um, there's Malik Willis, <laughs> who I drafted before the NFL draft last year. That did not work out for me. There's Zach Wilson, who I drafted pre the NFL draft. Although, if, if Will Levies is not better than Zach Wilson, I will eat your hat. Yeah. So oh, the only problem with Bijan is that the, the market for the 101 is really tough. You're not getting the package that you want. So it's almost like, all right, I'm just going to draft them and see what happens. But you did make a good uh, point where you're talking about, well, if you trade a lot, like if you're in a league that trades a lot, even especially if they, you know, obviously just trades a period. But if you know you're in a league where people move quarterbacks, maybe it is okay to take Bijan. If you, if you have a reason to believe that you can then make moves to get a quarterback, I am specifically in the, the the other draft that I'm in, the rookie draft right now. I'm trying my darndest, darndest, because uh, I don't curse, to move up to the 104 because Bryce Young has not been drafted yet. Um, Anthony Richardson went out 103 after Stroud. So now I'm doing absolutely everything in my power to try to get up to that 104 and get Bryce Young. Now, if I can walk out of this draft with Bryce Young and Bijan, I'm going to be feeling pretty good. Um, there was one thing I was going to mention when you said that about the 101 going backwards, I guess. When you say Bijan, right now you're talking about a draft that's prior to the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. Once the NFL draft happens and you see where some of these quarterbacks go, and especially if you Precisely. know that one of them is going to be a starter day one and going to get you your points, you know, it might be a little bit different on your decision making. But we've been doing this show now for five and a half years. One of the consistent things we've said ever since the beginning of this show is that you can replace running backs all the time. Um, yeah. And over time, with all these leagues becoming super flexes, it's really difficult to get a starting quarterback if you don't ha have one. And you got to pay pretty good penny to get one, you know? So I think it, it, even if, if Bijan becomes like the greatest running back, look at, look at like Todd Gurley. He was amazing. And then after, what? Two and a half years, he was gone. 
But a lot of these quarterbacks, if they become amazing or even if they start off pretty well, they have a much longer shelf life of getting you the points that you're going to need. At the top of a draft, the risk is a little lower on quarterbacks. And we're not talking about Malik Willis or the weird year last year. But I mean, I think you need to take that chance on and maybe it is young, right? You're going to get him maybe at 104. Fortunately, um, you know, that you turned B. John Robinson and, and Bryce Young, you know, maybe should have taken Bryce Young at, at the first overall pick, not traded. I don't know. I, I like where Mike's well, going sorry, with the- that. I just feel like I've learned that lesson over time that I just don't feel comfortable spending a lot on any freaking running back, even even if it, you're saying a top a top draft pick. While we do know we need them to win titles and we need them in, even in a DFB and we're going to be looking at our our 208 and what we're going to take at that spot. I feel like it's been so um, uh, the value on a running back has just been so decreased that I, I want to look elsewhere first. But the thing is when you're doing it now prior to the NFL draft, I think what Shane is talking about and what Shane is doing and what you said, Jeremy, where it was a no brainer. I think prior to the NFL draft, Bijan makes the most sense at one one because you've got these handful of quarterbacks and you can love any one of them. But what happened to us last year where we took Malik Willis, you know, something crazy or weird can happen. And yep. maybe the one quarterback you decided on didn't end up getting in a good place or gets drafted yes. on a team where he's going to be sitting for three years yes. and you don't have any chance to do anything. The so, DFB yeah, was the perfect place to draft B. John Robinson first overall and not draft a quarterback or do anything right. else because of the the certainty on that, it, even if it's just in the dynasty community, on what he is. Because it's almost insul- you're almost insulated. You know he's not – running backs haven't been drafted in the first round a lot. Maybe he does go – they go in the second round and people are still just as high on them. Um, the guy who took him at 101 in the DFB is insulated, and he his that value is not going to be lost like it would be if you got a quarterback that ends up dropping in the draft or something. Right. So that's a great point. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about any of these quarterbacks uh, dropping or any of these quarterbacks sitting for three years. I especially not Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. I don't care where they land. Quite frankly, that, those two where they land doesn't matter to me. Yeah, Anthony like Richardson and Will Levies. The, I'm scared of those guys for different reasons. A little wild cardish kind of, you know. Yeah, you, it may, may may take the the right situation for them to fly. Right, right. right. And, and Richardson's completion percentage. Like, there's a bunch. I don't want to break into it, but the, you know, the stuff that we're scared about Richardson and Will Levis don't really even have anything to do with where they land. Like, even if they land in the perfect spot, I'd still be. You'll like, still have oh. the same concerns, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, and, I don't know. <laughs> and that's why all this stuff is really talked about right now. Prior to the NFL draft, once we have the real yeah. NFL draft, some of this stuff will change. So, wait, you guys wanted to discuss our pick right now because everybody's been waiting for us to take our pick. Oh, well, um, real quick, yes. I, I, uh, I want to just let you know that there's news brought to you by Dynasty Nerds. Oh. Uh, use promo code TRADESHQ because uh, they're a great site. Awesome dudes. More importantly for you, though, they're a great site with great tools. And uh, you get to save money if you use TRADESHQ. And then they give us money <laughs> if you use that promo code. So please use that promo code. And look, if you're going to do uh, uh, underdog, uh, yeah, every podcast has a <laughs> promo code. Literally every podcast. I'm on three shows, right? This uh-huh. one. They all have one, yeah. <laughs> every one of them has a promo code, and I usually don't pitch them on any of them. But hey, use Trades HQ on underdog, and I, I don't know what you get. I think they're still doing a matching bonus because 
they're a gambling company and they know if you sign up for their services, you're likely going to lose yeah, way I'm more than you make. Um, <laughs> I, I still like that. What there was, there was one week shade where you told everybody just put trades HQ into every promo code for every website, no matter what it is. <laughs> I, I, so I just ordered a bunch of, uh, uh hair loss stuff from hymns <laughs> and I tried to use the promo code trades HQ <laughs> Yeah. Did not work. Oh. Um, but I'm going to reach out to their marketing department because I, I would think that there's probably a cross section of people that listen to our podcast. Well, we could, we're and, not only the hair club yeah. president, but you know, oh, nobody sorry. can see us because we're not a video. But both of you guys both showed yeah. your hairlines into you the camera. You your head so the three of us <laughs> oh, could I, use some yeah, hands. Yeah. I do it. I do it on purpose. It's too freaking hot down here in Florida. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want no I don't hair. know if Hims works. I hope it does. I'm giving them a shot. I just got six months. <laughs> Months worth of a hairspray uh, to grow your hair back. I'm taking supplements and I got some fucking hair growth shampoo. Like I'm going all nine balls out. You're gonna end wait, up with yeah, balls you. out. You're gonna end up with three testicles, but it's worth it. You'll That's have a full. Head but wait, let, let me ask both of you. You you just made a crack, Jeremy. I do it. First of all, like I said, I live down here in South Florida. It's hot as hell. I shave my head all the time. Have either one of you ever shaved your head? It's so much more comfortable. It feels so much better. Uh, but I, but thinking about it, I've known you guys both for what seven years now. I've never seen either one of you bald. No, I mean I used to when I was younger. I used to get it shorter. Uh-huh. Like I used to get a skin fade yeah. with like a two on top, uh-huh. which is really <laughs> short. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like so you were basically really? bald. Like there'd be like one little strand of hair pointing up and i'd be like that's yeah. my hair um, <laughs> no no i'm fighting um look mike i'm fighting with every fiber of my being to get this hair to regrow i tried um what, what was i doing i tried some happy head for the last couple <laughs> you months you were doing like the minoxidil <laughs> wait there's something yeah. called happy head that. yeah and i was not happy with that i that's canceled not them. what i think of when you say happy <laughs> yeah i know i know i sent them an email last night i said your services are no longer required i see no regrowth <laughs> Um, oh my before God. that, before that, I was using uh, something else. Uh huh. And it, no it one's seemed, making my head happy. What's it's, happening? It seemed to stem the tide. Yeah. But then it just seemed to stop working. Oh. Like it got to a certain point, and it was like, all right, we're done. So <laughs> now I'm going nuclear. Uh, I'm getting the like I said, I'm going to be taking the supplements every day. Probably going to get cancer or something from that. Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> I'm using the shampoo. <laughs> And I'm going to be using the spray every day. So. There's not, there's not too many things. Oh, my God. There's not too many things that people say was good that came out of COVID. But for me, uh, I I had to cut my own hair. So I bought the the, the $20 razor thing from Costco. And I've been shaving my own head for three years. It's awesome. Uh, all right. But listen, whatever. Anyway, go to so Dynasty Trades. Go to, uh, no, no, go to Dynasty Nerds and Trades HQ. And Underdog. And Underdog, underdog as well. So the news that the, the only news I, I was going to bring oh, you in, it, God, it, of course, not again. Of course, no, it corresponds to our draft pick. Oh, okay, good. ESPN's reporting that the Colts have Will Levis ahead of Anthony Richardson. Ooh, not surprised. I'm really not. If that's true, I'm not surprised. Uh, I thought you were going to do that piece of crap guy again, but that's good. Um, and Aaron Rodgers still would uh, like to be a Jet, and he's not a Jet. Boo. Not a Jet yet. Uh, I want him back in his yurt. No, I think that I think that would be kind of cool. And those are the kind of stories that leading up to the draft is going to be interesting stuff to follow. Speaking of the draft, guys, what are your two guys' plans for draft night, for Thursday night at least, for the draft? Are you guys... You're looking at it. 
I'm going to sit around and watch it at my house. At your house? My kids, nothing exciting. You honestly might go out and meet some friends like in the old days we used to do before COVID, meet up and watch the first round, have some beers, and just, you know, hopefully our teams, you know, our respective teams draft the guys we want and just have a good time with it. So probably do that for the first half of the first round, and then it gets late, and and then watch the rest of it at home when everybody else goes to bed. I usually, you know, I stay up and watch the whole thing, but generally – past few years it's just been at home right you know yeah just kind of well, hanging out but yeah that's I was it. In, nothing too exciting i was in vegas last year for it but i got really sick so but my brother is doing a convention in las vegas that weekend so we're going to be in vegas so if you're in vegas come to amazing comic-con in vegas and uh but then also we'll do the show live from the hotel one of the nights if we want to what what are you doing shane um well as you know i'm not in charge of my own um what I do. So uh, on Thursday, uh, Clay has decided that I'll be live streaming for Dynasty Trades in Five. Right. Um, so I'll be live streaming um, at some point for Dynasty Trades in Five. But I'm also doing a DLF article um, because I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, one of the one of the I do the, one of the owners <laughs> of the site was like, "Hey, you you want to do this thing where basically you you get a." instant reactions from like 10 oh, cool. different people, 10 different writers. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like that's something I definitely would not want to do. Why am I saying yes to this? Um, <laughs> I know exactly why you're saying like, yes, but I think that's so funny. It sounds, like, it sounds like unnecessary stress. Why, why, why am I accepting this job? Um, so, but I, you know what it did do though? What? It forced me to take off from work the next day. So it works out. Oh, that's cool. Look well, yeah, at you. well, we're going to squeeze the show in sometime during that week. I knew you were already doing something live on Thursday night. Plus, like I said, I'm going to be in Vegas, so I didn't want to go live Thursday night but um all right so uh but you were talking about the 208 so what did you guys want to figure out because look again like we've talked all night it's it's pre-draft we're not sure what's going to happen but there is a handful of players that are still on the board and some of them are players that you guys both like now i know Jeremy, you said the uh, the other day that you don't want to butt heads in any way with Shane, but sometimes you have no, some. <laughs> sometimes you have deep thoughts on some of these players that you disagree with what Shane says. So I it, disagree with a lot of people. It's it, before the NFL draft, so what do I know? I know, but in this range right now, let's tell everybody what what kind of players are still available and whether they should be looking at these guys and if they think they're more valuable than the two hundred eight right now is. One thing I do want to highlight is uh, Jeremy got sad because uh, <laughs> Izzy Abataconda went off the board at two hundred five, uh-huh. um, which is might it might be something that we see in a lot of drafts after the NFL draft. That's my guy. If that if that is capital. That is my guy. If you can't get the number one running back uh, in the class, that every you know the consensus. Um, you know, guy, um, B. John Robinson. I, 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 that's that guy's right, right up there for me. That's the guy I want, sort of next. And and if you can get him in the second round, which right now you can, then you know I'd be happy with taking someone else in the first, and then getting a Banacanda in the second round, a Banana Rama. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's, so he's not an option for us, right? Someone else drafted him, but. We do have, and this is a nice meaty part of the draft, man. I'll say this. There's some good, fun running backs on the board right now. So we've got, let's see how we feel about all of these five, fine fellas. We've got Tajay Spears, Tank Bigsby, Roshan Johnson, Devin Achain, Kendra Miller, 
Um, and then as far as wide receivers, the most notable one, me and Jeremy were talking before we came on air that we agree on is Marvin Mims. But that's not true. We also agree on Cedric Tillman. We just agree that there's absolutely no reason in the world that he should be drafted <laughs> this high, and we're not understanding why anyone likes him. I can understand why someone may like him, but there's no way I'm drafting him this high. Uh, no way. And that's the point. And that's why you were going to discuss it right now, because it did seem to me, uh, listening to you guys talking before, Jeremy, you didn't seem like you wanted to take a running back right now based on those players that were there. And Shane's first uh, thought was he threw out all these running back names. And I know you were telling your reason why you didn't want to do it. What, What were you saying about running back or wide receiver here at this spot? Well, we, we've talked about running backs before and earlier in the show, just that, you know, the, the shelf life, the value, you know, the return on your investment for running backs. I mean, it can be high, you know, if you get the right guy. Um, they're interchangeable. A lot of things over the past few years have shown us that guys get drafted low and come in and, and play. And I, and I, I don't, I mean, there's a big chunk of these players right now, especially this early in the draft, that, you know, I, might want on my team at some point, but I'm not excited about drafting them just yet. Like nobody that stands out except that not that they don't stand out. There's some really good players. Uh, Rashawn Johnson is a, is a really great player. I, I just think it's too early to draft him. I mean, he, he was a backup and other backups have succeeded, but why would I go out on a limb to take a backup guy now when I could take Marvin Mims at wide receiver or one of my favorites, if Marvin Mims wasn't here, um, you know, in Jonathan Mingo, who I think has every single tool you need to be a great wide receiver in the NFL. Now, maybe he ends up as a wide receiver too, but he has what I consider to be the traits to be a wide receiver one. Some of the other wide receivers even drafted before him, I don't know that they have the pot- as high of a ceiling, in my opinion, of that, uh, you know, to get there. So Marvin Mims at wide receiver, running back to Jay uh Ty J Spears is the guy that stands out the most to me. Like I'd be okay with Marvin Mims at wide receiver and Shane. If he, if we go with a running back, like he was pointing out, we might want to do here. Then I think Ty J Spears stands out and there are others. There are plenty of them. He's got a list five long here. There's a couple others that we, he and I talked about. We texted about that. You could add to the, this list, which it just keeps growing. And that's my reason for maybe not taking one, but I could be convinced by you guys to go with Ty J Spears here and be okay with that pick. I just think that Marvin Mims is at wide receiver and that position um, seems, I don't know. It seems like I'd be, <laughs> I'd be more confident making that pick, I guess not seems I'd be more confident making that, but there are other <laughs> wide receivers too, with our third round pick that we could do. Well, if we take a, a running back here. So I'm not, well, that, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so, Wide receiver wise, the last wide receiver I actually want to draft is Marvin Mims. Like I don't want any other receivers in this draft after this. Like obviously there, there's guys that <laughs> you heard it here first, round. folks. Okay, um, but you know there's guys we can take in the third round, fourth round. But I don't really want to. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to bring the draft up to see who else is available wide receiver. Like I said, it's Cedric Tillman, which uh, no thanks. Um, I, I, if he hits, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just going to miss. I'll be that. fine. If he hits, I'm not taking him at two Oh eight. I don't, I don't see the appeal, but like, uh, Xavier Hutchison Rasheed Rice is another guy that's available that neither of us like I mean, tank Dell. I, he's fun, but he's four foot two. So I definitely don't yeah, want no. anything to do with him. Not, not definitely not in the second round. 
Um, who else do we have? Like literally, this is the last wide receiver I like. So, and I'm and thinking through it on the running backs, right? There's definitely some guys not that we didn't list here that I'm okay taking at 308 if they're still on the board. Roshan Johnson, I don't know if he'll be there. He probably won't be because it's a bunch of sharps in the league or alleged sharps, um, <clears throat> uh, sharps in the league. But I think I yeah I think I'm, I'm with Marvin Mims now. I like Tajay Spears. If we were going to draft running back, I would say Tajay Spears. So see, Shane and I can um, get on the same page with stuff and, you know, in in the same place. I mean, we're we're with the same two players right now. It's just a matter of which which guy, you know, Mims or Spears, the running back. And like Shane said, his list of wide receivers ends with Mims, whereas there are other running backs that maybe we could even take in the third or, you know, and, and even the fourth. Do we have a fourth? I forget. Yes, we do. Okay, so what I was going to say Sorry. to you then is at this point right now, we've narrowed it down to one running back and one wide receiver, and uh, we have a lot of other content to talk about tonight. So if we're going to make our pick right now, between the three of us, which one of those two positions make the sense? If Mims is the only wide receiver left that Shane would even really kind of care about, and if we all believe that there's some other running backs to take, it seems as though Mims would be the player to take at this spot, at least in my mind. I concur. Jeremy? Yeah, no, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I really like that wide receiver. And, and you know, so if we make that pick, I would at least walk away, you know, happy and and – and excited for the future. Whereas if we took some of these running backs outside of Ty J Spears, that is, I would be a little nervous, I guess. We, and we've done stuff like that in the past, but it, it worked out last year when we took um, Tampa Bay's back. What's his name? Rashad, Rashad White. I like him, Rashad, baby. My, my guy. Remember, we had a con- Shane and I had a conversation. You were traveling or something, Mike. We had a conversation. We talked about backs. And we we both, you know, I, I explained why I liked him. We, we, we had this kind of conversation, and I think we're going the same way with Mims. Um, All right, cool. So I think that's what we'll do. I think we'll take Mims. And uh, it's funny in this draft, it's been going, it goes like slow for a long time. And then all of a sudden there's a boom of a whole bunch of picks and then it goes slow down again. So, so, you know, maybe by the time we get to those later rounds, the real NFL draft will have already happened. And uh, we can draft somebody that slipped through the cracks. Um, We did have some trades on the board, unless there were some more rookies that you kind of wanted to talk about because we kind of blew past some of them. What? Nah, nah, screw them guys. But I was going to say, we got some trades on the board we could talk about on the Patreon episode, but we did have someone reach out to us and they sent us a trade um, to the HQ handle and they said, hey. Wait, who was it? What's the person's name? uh, So Silky. At so silky ff. All so right, silky. So silky. Um, silky. Anyway, so he he sent a, he sent a screenshot of a pretty big deal. Twelve team superflex start nine. Okay, so start, start nine. nine. Deal. That's wow. not a lot, but that's I get it. I get it's right. less than ten. Yes, it's it's more than eight. Okay, I, I'm just giving you some context to it. Uh, I'm going to add the trade right here, matter of fact, so everyone can look at it. Do, 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 so everyone can look at it. <laughs> okay. So on the one side. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 Big trade. Big, yeah. big, big. <laughs> I can uh, see genet- why you're saying that. Oh, you know what? That's what I'll say. As to be not offensive, instead of big dick or big vagina trade, I shall say <laughs> big genitalia trade. Uh, okay. Less, probably less offensive. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. 
I gotta write a, a children's book called um <laughs> You could never write a children's book. <laughs> that anyway. is so funny. So here's the trade. Yes. This is a pretty pretty big deal. So on the one side. We've got Amari. Well, let, let's read it from most important assets. We've got Deshaun Watson, two twenty-four firsts, Amari Cooper, the twenty-three one twelve, and a twenty-three three hundred three. God, man, that's a meaty stack. <laughs> On yeah. the other side, exactly. We have oh my goodness, we have Pat Mahomes, uh-huh. Kyron Williams, um, the two eleven, and a twenty-five third. Wow. Now, context is, again, it's a start nine. And uh, so Silky did say that both twenty-four late are, both of the 24 picks are projected to be late. So in other words, first of all, this is a, 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 a sleeper trade. And it always seems backwards. Like when you're, yes, when you're it looking, it, it, I don't like the way they yeah. say receives and sends because it always. Yeah, it, it, it's so <laughs> odd. Yeah. But so, so, so silky is the one that's getting Patrick Mahomes. And, he, and, he, and he's giving up two firsts next year, the 112 this year, Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper. So like you're saying that it's projected that the 24 picks are going to be late. Obviously, the 112 is late. So it's three. Is, so hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let me just let me look. Just let me. I can confirm that the 112 <laughs> is late. You're such an ass. <laughs> You're so my an point ass. is, my point is, <laughs> is he's giving up all those pieces to get Patrick Mahomes. But yeah. the biggest part of this whole thing is like you say, you only start nine players anyways. So if you're yeah. only starting nine players and you're in this league with all these players, who knows how much bench spots you have anyways. But if you're only starting nine players, you want the best possible players you can have in that little amount of yeah, spots you that you have. Marginally, you want to improve every spot that you start, especially this the, the the fewer guys you're starting, the fewer players you're starting, you want to marginally improve each one of those. Even if you trade two or three for one, you want to make every one of those chips um, a few more points. Exactly. Like the best at the position that you can get. So you like the Mahomes side. I like the Mahomes side. I also, by the way, like the fact when you said the meaty sack, which, by the way, I own meatysack.com and the Twitter handle oh meaty sack. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that makes sense that you were an AVN uh, photographer and you have meatysack.com. I mean, I'm not surprised face. at all. Well, it was kind of a, a joke of a friend of mine, Greg, and I had a couple years ago because he always says meaty sack. But, um, and what you said, the logic of what you said is exactly what we would advocate on the show. That's good process. That's exactly what we try what i you know i try to i'll i'll trade two and three away to try to get like one better tight end or you know a, a like a justin jefferson at wide receiver where you you plug a guy in and they might get the players they love or even players you like it doesn't really matter and you're you're really getting stronger at a position at the same time and i know it's start nine i see watson i see Mahomes, and i'm like you know what watson He's right there. He's right there. And I'm getting the uh, three late round first, uh, three late first. Is the 112 late or is this what yeah. I'm just kidding? Hold so on, you want me to check? On top of Watson. <laughs> no, I'm like, we don't you need know you to check I again. really like that. And Cooper and Cooper might help me bo- uh, boost one position where I can bench another guy. So I think this is a pretty mutual trade depending on what the angle is. Maybe the guy sending those picks to So Silky and receiving Watson and Cooper 
maybe his maybe he needs a lot of a lot of work. And in that case, I think that was a coup. I think that was a great move to bring Watson over, which you know Shane and I are high on him. I Mike, I don't know how high you are on Watson, and get those th- three first round picks too. You know, as as a building team, that's freaking phenomenal, in my opinion. But it's the opposite. You just said it the opposite. Silky is the one who traded all that away to get Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I oh, see. Okay. I say whoever did that, if they're rebuilding, um, you know, it's it. That's a hell of a job on their part to to improve their to team. rebuild. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so in a context like that, I I think it's kind of a mutual deal, and that would be. I would love to get Watson Cooper in those three firsts, but also, you know, like. A good team. You're bringing in Mahomes. You just got Mahomes over Watson. I I like that too. I mean, that's not a a, a huge huge move in my opinion, fantasy wise. But but it also goes back to up. it also goes back to context though. Like you say, and we say it all the time. We don't know what the rest of his team looks like, but it seems that he did this. There is one other point that I always think about, and you mentioned it earlier with Shane. People like Shane and stuff, they'll do a lot of trades and a lot of trades. When you're talking about two first-round picks in 2024, those are assets that some way, shape, or form, you can always get back. It's very hard to sometimes get the players back, but to get future firsts, you can work out some kind of deals to get those back. If, if the... If both sides of the trades had a bunch of players on each side, it'll be a little bit yeah. harder to try to reimburse something if you make the wrong choice. Which side did you like in this, Shane? Like, just in general, and why? This deal. I know it's the start nine that changes things a little bit. It's the start nine. Yeah, you know, look, I like Watson, and I have Watson, obviously, in a... uh, A lot of leagues. Yeah, a lot of leagues. (laughs) So, you know, I just looked up his scoring, because, you know, sometimes... He's, look, he's been a QB5, QB2, QB5 prior to last season. Really good. Mahomes has been the QB2, QB5, QB2, QB6, QB1. He's three out of his one, two, three, six seasons. Is that how math works? One, two, three, four, yeah. five. Excuse me. Three out of his five seasons. Again, I, I got to do math. Three out of his five seasons, he's either finished as the QB1 right. or QB2. Like, dude, that that's, that's, that's. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, fine. And we know Kansas City's a good a good team. I, I are the I, look, and he he's the one quarterback that's like proof. Like he he doesn't need Insulated, receivers. Yeah. Well, yeah, he look what happened last year when he's, when he's Tyreek like, li- yeah. leaves. Everybody's like, oh no, yeah. and he's like, all right, I'll throw for like five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns. He's like, all right, I made Tyreek Hill a household name, not he's the like, other way around. Baby. You're gonna give me MVS, McCole Hardman, and Juju Smith Schuster. <laughs> Fine, I'll still destroy the league. Like what he could do with real wide receivers, I. Look, it's I a love lot to give up. It's a lot to give up. That I'm a huge fan of that guy. If this was start eleven, right, it would be different. Yeah, if this was start even ten, I could think about it. I'd be like, mm. even if my t- your team has to be absolutely sh- piss poor, like for me to make this deal, Patrick Mahomes would have been the only had to be the only usable uh, resource on my roster for me to deal my way for that. So I'm going to take the Patrick Mahomes side. Yeah, and I think I think you're right in the sense when I said earlier about this, the start nine, you have to fill in each one of those spots, and even a lot of those assets, those future first round picks, you're going to be taking players, and you would hope that if your team's good enough, those players are going to be on your bench or taxi because you've got those other spots to fill in. So 
somebody that would need all those pieces probably has a team that really has some holes. But again, that's why we always say context matters on the trade, you know? And the fewer, yeah, and- the, the fewer starters you have, the more you have, you probably should think win now. Yeah. Then, then, you know, because you, you just don't have that wiggle room, you know, that you do in other leagues where you can get away with it because everyone's kind of doing the same thing. They're all rolling out, you know, 10, 11 players. All right, so we're going to – Oh, wait. We like your deal. So, so silky. So silky. Yes, Silky. We like your deal. Thank you for asking us, and and hopefully we answered your questions. And now I'm going to go watch the Chappelle episode when uh, they had the uh, hater ball. All right, before you go do that, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to move the rest of the Trade Store Patreon show. And, um, you know, before we wrap it up, Shane, tell everybody about our Patreon account since we're getting ready to go do a Patreon show. We have a Patreon. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. Awesome group in the (laughs) chat. Um, Bonus podcast, uncensored podcast, written content, uh, swag, uh, roster assistance, trade assistance, just nonstop. Like, dude, we're here for you. This week, uh, it's fun seeing everyone get the swag that I mailed out to them. And yeah. I know that myself. Yeah. I don't use I don't use a company. And the reason I do that is because I think it's fun <laughs> for our patron spouses to see my handwriting and be worried that a serial killer is trying to kill their family. I for me, that brings me joy. Oh my um, god. But I will say this is the second mailing in a row where I've sent mail to our patrons and it had enough postage on it and none of them were billed <laughs> to receive it. So I'm very proud of myself. So yeah, you get Look, you get swag, written content, bonus podcasts, one-on-one advice. Uh, people reaching out to us all the time on, on, on what do you call that? On Patreon, um, on GroupMe. So come become a patron. Um, it's a great group of people. It's funny, the stamp thing you just mentioned reminds me of some comedian. I don't remember who it was where like a person saying, I take care of my kids. And the guy's like, you're supposed to take care of your kids, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) to pat yourself on the back that you put the right postage on, you know, (laughs) yeah, you're supposed to put the right postage. I didn't didn't even put the right postage. I know. I'm just kidding. Someone else did it for me. I'm kidding. But hey, listen, something new did happen, though, with our Patreons today, just a couple hours ago. Um, I saw it in the group me chat and and i asked you guys about it jeremy you said you were kind of the facilitator of this but it looks like we're getting ready to have a whole bunch of new what merch right well yeah we a a new store a a new provider um a buddy of ours getting involved in um helping us do that our buddy troy olson a fan of the show a friend of ours for a long time um is gonna start doing our merch yeah, so t-shirts, all kinds of swag. More to come on that, but yeah, we're gonna retire our our previous store and things that we we're doing. Um, you know, aside from that, and 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 work with Troy. Um, little Fuego Fantasy action coming at you, store. Uh, some new stuff for the HQ. Get your t-shirts and hats and cool stuff, hoodies. Um, you name it. So yeah, stay tuned. Awesome. I think next week we could anou- make some announcements on what kind of swag is in the new store. That'll be so cool. And I already said, looking at some of the stuff, I want the Snuggie for my plane trips. Um, uh, even better than that, if you've got kids, uh, kids are fucking awesome, especially <laughs> little ones. They sell, uh, one of the things we're selling is stuffed animals with HQ gear on. Woohoo! <laughs> 
fucking adorable. <laughs> it makes me want to go knock someone up just so I can have a baby and get oh that to a baby. God. They probably sell a lot oh. better than the thongs, uh, the beach towels, and the uh, phone cases. No, you know what we should do? My brother at all our conventions sells plushies of Wingman, his dog, and he autographs it. So if we're going to have plushies for the HQ, we got to sign them for people. It'll be great. All right, we're listen. I am... Look, I already told you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go knock someone up so I can give them a doll, a, a, a stuffed animal. Okay. I mean, you, I want to probably that might happen. You go that do happen. that. You I'm go do gonna, that. Yeah, I'm not going to take care of that child in any way. Um, but I'll, I'll give him a stuffed animal and be like, this is from your dad. Remember me. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Up and go to the Patreon show. So uh, check us out on all social media at Dynasty Trades HQ and uh, say goodbye, everybody. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> say goodbye, Shane. Goodbye. Thanks for having me. Oh my God.